The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. And you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Did you guys start school this last week? Yes. Did it go pretty good? Mostly okay? Alright. Well, no matter how it went, you got a lot of weeks to keep going, right? Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Yes, Jack? Hey, my teacher's name is Mrs. Betts. Nice. Do you sound like a good? You had her too? Nice. Is she good? Excellent. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I got a question for you all. How many of you sit at tables when you eat dinner? Yep, I do too. Well, most of the time. Uh, where's the head of the table? Yeah. At the end. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Which end? Yeah. Both ends. Both ends, all right. The farthest one? Or the first one? All right. I'll tell you the truth. I could never figure it out as a kid which part was the head of the table. Because typically at a rectangle table, it's one of the ends, right? But how do you know which end's the head and which is the foot? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Closest to the window? Ooh. That sounds like it's right. 
<laughs> yeah. Closest to the living room entrance. All this sounds good. I'll give you a hint. In my research, now, you might be right about the window thing because that sounds smart. In my research, what I've found is that when this whole thing was happening, typically there'd be a host or a hostess or someone to help seat you. Now, sometimes the host was actually the owner of the house and the giver of the party. Sometimes this uh, duty this work, this job, was given to somebody else. But they would help show you where to sit. Or at the very least, they would show you where the head of the table was. And so it wasn't always a given of where it would be. Now, we typically have rules. I know, Amanda, in your house, the part closest to the window is the head of the table, right? Yeah. How about you? Each side has a window? Oh, man. You're lost. <laughs> What's going to happen? No, it's pretty much, they would tell you where the head of the table was. In today's text, we have uh, Jesus telling us, when you go to a party, or when you go to a dinner, or when you go to a wedding banquet, don't immediately go to the head of the table. Sit all the way at the foot, and then, if the host of the party says, hey, come on up, it's like being greatly honored. It feels good to sit at the head of the table, right? So I'll invite you up to sit at a more distinguished place. If you go right to the front, he might, he might say, oh, I'm sorry, that seat's for someone else. You have to go back. And then it feels bad, doesn't it? How does this apply to life? Jesus called this a parable, which is a story that's supposed to teach us something. How might this apply to what we're supposed to do in everyday life, even when we're not at a table? Any ideas? Yeah. If you're not at a table, you don't know where to sit? Yeah, I think that's what we're struggling with. I think in everyday life, we're not supposed to assume that we're the center of everything. Have you ever heard the world doesn't revolve around you? Yeah. So we're not supposed to assume that we're the most important person in the room, that we're the most important thing that's going on right there, that everything revolves around us. What we're supposed to do is to help out whoever we see in need of help. What we're supposed to do is be generous to those who are in need. What we're supposed to do is to be kind and equal to everyone we see. Only when we're invited to be something different by God are we supposed to be any different. Have you noticed how I talk a lot during every church service? Well, growing up, I didn't do that all the time. One day, uh, a couple years ago, Trinity, this group, invited me to be the one that stands up every service. And one day, hopefully a very, very long time from now, I'll be invited by another place to stand up and be the one that does that again and again. But only because I've been invited do I talk this much. Otherwise, I'd be a little more quiet. So when you're out there in everyday life, I want you... Not to think about yourself all the time, but to think about others. What do they need? What do they want? What could they use? School's a great place to do that. Do you think you could try that out? All right. 
That's, a usual, that's more yeses than I normally get, so that's a good thing. Should we pray? Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for coming with us on our first days of school. We give you thanks for being with us here now. As we go out, we ask that you would help us to be humble, help us to not think that we're the center of everything. And whenever we see something that we can do, that we can help with, that we can be a part of, help us to do it. Help us to care for those who are in need. Help us to be equal and neighborly and friends with everyone we come in contact with. In your name we pray. Amen. Could you grab that basket for me? In the name of Jesus, amen. Just out of curiosity, I want to see how much my head was in the sand and how much I'm just normal. How many of you feel confident being able to tell where the head of the table is no matter where you are? Your table's round, okay. That's an issue, yeah. There you go. Well, at least I'm normal. How many of you have ever felt a little bit stumped as you walk into dinner or anywhere else at a guest house trying to figure out where you're supposed to sit? I have. Okay. So a lot of us. In today's text, Jesus calls this a parable. Something, a story, that Jesus uses to teach us about the kingdom of God. But... This initial part, this table part that catches my attention very fully, it's kind of weird. It seems more like social cues than it does a parable about the kingdom of God. It seems pretty practical, right? If you go into a place, assume a lower place at the table, that way you're invited up. Instead of assuming a higher place at the, at the table and you'll be invited down. And then there's a little tag that he does at the end. That says something about the, uh, the righteous will be, uh, what is that line? I forget. You have it in front of you. Right in the middle. Stands out. Own separate paragraph. I wish I could say I planned this, but I like how we're looking. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled. There it is. Will be exalted. And those who are humbled will be exalted. That sounds about right. And then did we say, here ends the reading? No. It goes on. Afterwards, we talk about what you should do when you have a table. And so, if you have a table, if you have a wedding banquet, you're not supposed to invite the rich or the famous, the celebrities of the time, the politicians. No, you're supposed to invite the poor, those in need. Why? 
Well, those who are rich can repay you. Those who are poor cannot. That seems more like a parable. It goes beyond social cues. It goes beyond kind of what we're supposed to do in polite company. It tells us a little bit more about what the kingdom of God is. So what happens when we combine those two? I mean, that's the issue that we deal with every Sunday, right? What happens when we combine what we're supposed to do for the kingdom come and God's will be done and daily life? How many of you have a table that you invite people to regularly? Every once in a while? How many of you sit at the head when guests are there? Sometimes. How many of you sit at the foot? Sometimes. How many of you don't pay attention to that any, at all anymore? Most of the time. I try not to. Every time that we have guests, I say, you know, sit wherever you want, all that kind of good stuff. But secretly in my head, I like sitting at the head of the table. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Like, you can see everybody. Uh, my undergrad work uh, in college was in psychology, and there's even a psychology, too, where you sit at a table and how you sit and how people's reactions are to you different. If you sit at the head of the table or at the foot of the table, if you sit at one of those positions, people assume that you're in a position of dominance, in a position of power. If you sit at the middle parts of the table, like the long ends right in the middle, you assume that you have a position of authority, but you're in relationship to someone else. You're there to be a teammate, a worker. If you have a round table, if everyone's sitting close and you scoot slightly back, you assume a little more position of control. There's like a group dynamic to tables that we've developed inside of our social consciousness that most of us kind of realize in the back of our heads, but we don't articulate. It's incredible how we work at a table. How do we work at the table defines or expresses who we are to the rest of the people at the table. And I think that this parable was meant not to be simply about tables, but about every table that we own. In my house, I've owned this table for so long that I assume I can be the head of it if I would like. And most people who come into the house assume that if the owner of the house takes the place of the table, if Kristen and I were to take the place at the head of the table, that's fine. But it's not my table. One of the most common repeated phrases in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy is remember, is what God says to the Israelites, remember that you were aliens in a foreign land. And every time that's connected to treating the alien and the stranger and the non-Israelite with equal dignity with equal respect as what they are in relationship with each other, the other Israelites. Every table we have, it is not ours. Remember that you too were aliens in a foreign land. Remember that you too were born without a table. All good gifts come from God. All good gifts are God's. Your table your money, your life, your work.
when you sit at the table, the table is not yours. How do you interact? How do you sit at every table you have? How do you sit at the table of your money? Do you sit at the head and assume that you are in control of everything that passes through there? Or do you assume a low place at the table and think that God has control of that money? When you sit at the table of your possessions, of your home, of your apartment, of your car, of anything else, do you sit at the head and assume that everything that happens to it is yours and yours to decide? Or do you sit at the foot and assume that God has control of it? When you sit at the table of your time about how you spend your waking moments and your sleeping moments, do you sit at the head and assume that your time is yours to decide what to do with and how you will do it? Or do you sit at the foot and assume that what is there is God's? Remember that you were aliens in a foreign land. Not only in our faith history as descendants of the Israelites, but also none of us owned anything when we were born. You came into this world as dust given life by the gracious miracle of God and you'll exit this world as dust giving up life by the gracious miracle of God. Where does the guest of honor table sit? At the right hand. And then you kind of alternate down the way. You have been given incredible things. At so many tables, at the table of your money, at the table of your time, at the table of your possessions, at the table of life, so often we sit at the right hand. So often we have been given gifts along with responsibility from God. It's easy to think that we're at the head. And so I want a little bit of grace and mercy to be here with this. That if you forget from time to time that you're not sitting at the head of the table, or at least you shouldn't be, grace and mercy be with you. But each week, or not each week, often, here in this church, we gather around the table for the second part of our service. And though I stand on one side of the table and you the other, the head and the foot, you'll notice that we stand long ways at the table. When this table's up here, we don't put it back and forth, right? I don't stand at the head of the table and you come to the foot of the table. We put it side by side. I stand in the middle and you come to the middle. Because when God has a table, God sits in that middle of the long side so that we know that we're in relationship with God, so that we know we're in communion with God, that God hasn't come to dominate us or to force us or anything else. God has come to be with us at that table. Week after week, God shows us what to do with the tables that we have, to be in communion.
communion with one another, to share what we have, to assume that what we have is not ours to dominate, but ours to share and to be stewards of, to break and to give to others, to give freely for all. At each table you sit at, I pray that we might be good stewards of what we have and our time and our money and our possessions. That when we do assume the head of the table, we invite the least of these. That when we sit in the middle, we might actually see God across from us, giving God's own self and we giving of ourselves. God be with you in every table you have. Amen.